Resurrected Republic, Truth Radio Broadcast, on RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network, because you can handle the truth. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to RTR Truth Media every Sunday on RBN. This is your co-host, Chris Switzer, the Freedom Ministry. Uh, don't know who will be joined here with today, if uh, if Tom will be here or, or Rachel. Um, but either way, we will bring you a show as always. Let's see here. I have a article I wanted to share with you. Uh, from the New York Times, and it's um, brought to you by the World Health Organization, of course. This one titled, The Coronavirus Pandemic is Not Necessarily the Big One, Senior WHO Official Says. So that's quite a loaded title. We just had a year of, you know, scamdemic, uh, disgusting tyranny. Uh, I mean... can it get worse, right? And people are saying, well, it's going to go back to normal. And others are saying, well, this is the new normal. Well, this article is basically doubling down, letting everybody know what time it is. I don't know if you guys have seen this article, Rachel or, or Tom, I believe we have Tom here as well. Uh, let's see. One of the World Health Organization's senior officials warned on Monday that although the coronavirus pandemic has been very severe, it is not necessarily the big one. Okay, so I I guess they're holding back the big one from us for 2021. Reflecting on the year, the head of the emergencies program, Michael Ryan, said that his words may come as a shock. More than 1.7 million people worldwide have died this year from COVID-19. More than 81 million cases have been recorded, and the spread of the coronavirus has been unrelenting in many countries. These threats will continue, Dr. Ryan said. If there's one thing we need to take from this pandemic with all the tragedy and loss is that we need to get our act together. We need to get ready for something that may even be more severe in the future, end quote. Dr. Ryan acknowledged that much progress has been made on improving how we communicate and govern during this pandemic. But, he said, this year was a wake-up call, and we must honor those we've lost by getting better at what we do every day. And some of you may take that one way, but I take it as getting better at fooling the public into believing any of their nonsense and shoving anything down the public's throats. Um, I'd love to hear anybody else's comments on that, but uh, it's it's not a very good tone, as they say right in the next paragraph here in the article. Striking a similarly solemn tone, David Heyman, the chairman of the WHO Strategic and Technical Advisory Group for Infectious Hazards, predicted that SARS-CoV-2, the novel coronavirus that causes COVID-19, would become endemic like the other human coronaviruses, such as SARS and MERS, that have spread in recent years. Coronavirus vaccination programs, the WHO said, would be integral integral to saving lives and protecting vulnerable people. Tedros Adhanom 
Gebrehiasis, that's a name, the WHO's director general promised that the organization would not rest until those in need everywhere in all countries have access to vaccines and are protected. So there's an article from the New York Times essentially saying, oh no, we're not, you know, we're not done yet. Um, there is more to come and just wait, it's going to be big. So, yeah, um, they definitely love the fear porn. Um, they want you to be scared. They want you to continue to social distance, continue to uh, basically just comply until you die <laughs> or until otherwise. Um, uh, it, it just, where does it end? Where does it end? And that's the thing. It, it definitely does not have an ending, right? Hey, Chris. <laughs> Sorry to be a little late. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah. Glad you joined. Yeah. So, so with this, by the way, I just want to make it clear to people that vaccine passports are not a new idea. When I went to Uganda in 2012, I had to get the yellow fever vaccine and get mm -hmm. a CDC-approved it's like a yellow vaccine card. And I'm not saying this to, you know, like, say that this is necessarily okay or whatever. I mean, yellow fever is certainly more dangerous than COVID, I would say. But when it comes to this whole pandemic or so, there's so many issues and so many layers and the whole thing. And when it comes to, you know, us being dependent on the numbers, be it the infection rates or death rates or whatever, and there's a high survival rate, um... To me, honestly, this 2021, I really hope that people just just had enough that basically say no and don't comply and open their businesses. And just because there's a virus doesn't mean that the government ceases to be a threat, which people tend to forget. Mm. So I'm really hoping that this year people just do what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 just uh, for me, it's it, I, I like seeing people doing the non-compliance not necessarily being violent or, you know, anything like that, um, unlawful, but just being non-compliant, you know, like, um, I, I posted a video of the guy in, uh, Covina, California. He had a restaurant and, uh, he was being fined because people were sitting on a public city owned bench outside of his establishment. And because of the weird, ordinances you know and, and statutes or whatever it is i don't even think it is a statute um but the executive order from you know the person in the area was of course COVID crazy so he was just pissed off and his, his workers can't work you know uh, because of all the the nonsense so he's standing outside of his business blocking in the health inspector's car who parked in front of his business with his truck and he said if if i can't work and my employees can't work you can't work you know, and that was the whole idea. Um, and, and then the police came, of course, um, you know, told him he had to move his truck and why he had to move his truck. We're just doing our jobs. And um, essentially this disgusting vile creature, this police officer, this female officer um, shows up and she essentially tells him that she has a job to do. And it's her job to feed her family to take food out of their mouths and make sure that they comply with whatever, you know, she's told to do. She essentially says, I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm not here for uh, the common good. I'm just here to do my job and enforce whatever 
you know, nonsense it is. So it was really eye-opening and I, not, not for me, I wasn't shocked, but um, I hope others, you know, see it and, and see what this is for what it is. Yeah, Chris, so two, two things. One, I'm hopeful because I see videos recently. Um, I forgot where the most recent protest was, but uh, it was conservatives or and MAGA people who were screaming at the cops and saying, like, you know, we trusted you and, and we backed you all summer. And then they're trying to burn a uh, back the blue flag. So I'm happy that they're kind of coming around and realizing, like, <laughs> oh, the cops are there to enforce the laws of the state regardless of whether those sure. laws are right or wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and exactly. I hope that if people march on January 6th for Trump, that they're not really doing it for Trump. If they're doing it for America or as a patriot mm-hmm. or whatever, I hope that they care about those those values that make them want to march in the first place and recognize, like, we can't just have a, personal, a cult of personality behind a figure if we care about this country you know, recognize who's on your side, who's acting out, who's, mm. you know, the enemy here and that includes the order followers, the people that don't discriminate and just do things for a paycheck. And the government understands that, you know, that's why that they want people staying home and and getting UBI because it makes it harder to fight back. That's right. And you brought up a great point. Um, universal basic income, right? They want everybody to just be brought down to the lowest common denominator and be reliant, you know, on big daddy government, um, the nanny state, big brother, if you will. That way, you know, they can just turn you off at will. Oh, you don't want to listen? You don't want to comply? Well, you don't get groceries for the week, the month, the year, you know, whatever it is. They'll just starve you out. Um, This... This is nothing new, unfortunately. You know, we've seen them starve out populations in the past. Um, it's just today with the technic- technocracy, the digital era, um, and, and everything, it's, it's a little different. Um, they have to stage manage it carefully through the media, um, which they do. And I don't think if, if people would just turn off their televisions and the Internet was, you know, dormant, it wasn't really what it is today, we wouldn't see any of this. Uh, we really wouldn't. They could try it, you know, and, and use the newspaper and stuff like they have in the past, but it, it just wouldn't be as effective in this, um, you know, minute to minute real time uh, propaganda machine that they wield today. It's very interesting. Um, and I, I think, you know, culturally and uh, the his, historical perspective, maybe mm, 20, 25 years from now, you know, we're going to be looking back on this like, how were we deceived so badly you know as as a as a group as a populace as a whole um it's it's disturbing (laughs) but that's what's going on um you see all these videos recently of people especially in the uk going into hospitals and showing that they're empty and being arrested you know at, at what point you know do the people actually have any power and we realized that the people created the government which created the laws so when they disgustingly look at you incredulously and say, are you above the law? Do you think you're above the law? Yeah, I am. We created it. (laughs) There's God's law. There's God, right? And then there's us. Then there's you, the government, right? And Chris, if people were in disillusion with the whole justice system after Jeffrey Epstein, I'm not really sure what to say. You know, it's really clear. 
Yeah, and especially with people like, oh, trust the plan, trust William Barr, trust Jeff Sessions, trust all these people. It's like the the people that Trump surrounds himself with kind of speaks for itself, honestly. And let's say he magically wins, you know, in this month or something and turns over the election, whatever it is. I mean, while Trump was in office, he had many opportunities to stick it to the deep state, and he didn't. You know, he def- he definitely did mm-hmm. call out, you know, he called out, uh, he had a lot of anti-war sentiments, which was good. He definitely called out the mainstream media, that whole uh, uh, cathedral, if you will. But at the same time, right. it's like every opportunity he had to just fire these people and to tell them to screw off, he didn't. And continues yeah. to build up the swamp. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I, I think if you look at the kind of the bullet points or the overall agenda or goals, uh, if you will, that Israel had for Trump. Um, if you look at the perspective from like Sheldon Adelson, you know, or Benjamin Netanyahu um, and what they wanted from Trump, they achieved it all, you know, pretty much. And some um, they moved the embassy, you know, they they uh, they, they did a lot of things um, that they wanted to get out of the administration that they did. Um, and of course, Jonathan Pollard is, you know, sitting pretty in Tel Aviv right now, waiting to go back to, to Jerusalem, you know, and, and just live out the rest of his days as if he did not do what he did. Um, so he got a hero's welcome, shouldn't have. And uh, I believe we actually have a caller holding um, mine one chance. Do we have you a chance? Yes. Hello, Chris. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. How's it going, Chance? Hello. Hello, Rachel. You know, Chris, there's an old phrase. Uh, the mouse always gets caught in the trap because he can't figure out why the cheese is free. You know, this PSYOP is, mm. the mind PSYOP is so sophisticated. They figure, you have to admire these evil geniuses because rather than them doing the dirty work, we're doing it ourselves. What always fascinates me is the human mind. Here we live in a day and age where people, for the most part, don't trust each other. They don't trust their neighbors, but yet they trust the big guys to take care of them. Now, how crazy is that? How inconsistent is that? Either you trust everybody or you trust nobody. See, this is what fascinates me about people. Uh, uh, Your comments? Mm. I can't agree with you more. Um, I love the analogy with the cheese. And here's another thing that fascinates me. To people out here, everybody's a potential child molester, except for the guys in power. Now, how inconsistent is that, too? See, you know, I have a feeling these evil geniuses are laughing their asses off at us behind the scenes. They're really having a grand old time slapping each other on the back and laughing at what fools we are out here. You know, yeah, I, had a situ- right. I had a situation, listen to this, Chris. For the first time it happened to me last week, a woman says to, passes me by with a mask and says this, no mask? All you folks should all knock each other's off. I looked at her and I said, you know what? You don't have to worry about that. The government's going to knock us all off, you idiot. This is how stupid.
stupid people are. And it's a shame that the innocent good people out here have to pay the price for stupid people. America will not survive stupid people. And that's the bottom line, Chris. Yeah, stupid is as stupid does. Um, I know I, I agreed with you about uh, your, your comment, and I pretty much agree overall. Uh, Rachel, did you have anything you wanted to say? I saw her unmuting for a moment there. I know she doesn't want to keep her mic open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a mockery thing going on, especially with the TikTok videos and the dancing, and there's definitely, I think... They're kind of making fun of us. And I mentioned the only time I ever got in trouble on Twitter was when I reposted pictures of, or sorry, um, a video from C-SPAN of Joe Biden, you know, and being inappropriate around kids. And I got in trouble saying that this was inappropriate. <laughs> um, exactly. You know, Rachel, yeah. you know, Rachel, it's not the evil geniuses that scare me at all. It's the stupid mm. people. That's who scares me more than anything, because at least the evil geniuses you can go up against. Stupid people, there's not a damn thing you can do to help them. They're just like in brain-dead zone. I think a lot of people are complying, thinking that it's, oh, if we just comply, it'll all be over soon. And I'm hoping that this year that they've just had enough. That They've been like, you know what, we have nothing to lose. This is never going to end. The jig is up. So that's what I'm really hoping for the year. I am, too, but you know what? I hate to say it, and I hate to sound like a pessimist, but I just don't see it. I just don't see it. The, the, the American people, you can do anything to. Uh, as long as you get them bickering amongst themselves, distrusting each other rather than them, I mean, I see no hope. I really don't. Uh, and like I said, I hate to sound like a pessimist, but people are just too damn stupid. Uh, it's amazing. Yes. Sorry, I get called the pessimist, too. And I've had friends say to me, do you have hope? And I said, you know, I don't. But I do have hope in certain things, right? I don't like hope in of itself because it just reminds me of Obama. That whole campaign was just about hope. Who needs hope when you've actually got some firepower on your side? And I don't mean violence, but it's like if you have Bitcoin, if you got ammo, if you have a community... If you're putting stock into the things that you care about and the change you want to see, you don't need hope. <laughs> you know? It's yeah, like, exactly. Well, take, they, well yeah. they see that the word hope is, is, a, is a nice hook to catch people on. Everybody wants yeah. hope in this, hope in that. See? And that's why every little act or every little law they pass has a nice, fancy-sounding, helpful name. You know? Oh, yeah. When in reality, it's the exact opposite. And what yeah. fascinates me beyond belief is that people haven't woken up by now. And it's a shame to me. It's a darn shame that a handful of patriots have to carry the weight for the damn idiots. That's what really burns me up because mm-hmm. I don't feel, you know, I'm not at the point where I wish all the idiots would get 35 vaccinations each and just get rid of them because I see no use for them whatsoever. (laughs) They might as well not reproduce because it's awfully frightening to think that these idiots will reproduce and bring more idiots into the world. That's, you know, and I hate to talk like that. I really do. Mm -hmm. But I gave up on morons. Uh, I have to get away from them. I can't even be near them. Uh, uh, I don't even like sharing the same oxygen 
with them, be honest with you. That's the point I'm at, because this does not have to happen. People allow themselves to be dumb. They allow themselves to be manipulated. Uh, and that's why I'm angry at the people. Well, themselves. I do want to interject real fast, too, which is we don't know what the average person is thinking. We honestly don't, because remember, it's that cathedral. It's the mainstream and governments and that control narratives and control propaganda. So honestly, like, we're, the whole purpose of it is to be demoralized. And I'm not making excuses on people's behalf. I mean, we're certainly seeing a lot of people either complying because they actually believe in, you know, all these mandates or they're complying because they're going along to get along, hoping it'll be over. Either way you swing it, we don't really have a clear vision of what the average person is thinking because all we're subjected to, aside from the personal, you know, thoughts of the people in our lives who tell us, is just this large view of what the mainstream has to say, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but racial, but racial, they have fear. When you have fear, you're 90% cooked. It's mm -hmm. like you encounter a wild animal uh, in the woods or in the forest. You can't show fear. Once you show fear, that animal senses it, and you're cooked. You're done for. <laughs> and, and people don't seem to realize this. That's my problem with them, racial. Yeah, no, I agree, mm -hmm. and I'm happy that everyone's pissed off about the $600, and everyone knows about that five, you know, is it billion? It's a lot of money sent to Israel. Um, so I'm hoping... Can you, you imagine can what an insult? $600? Yeah. That doesn't even pay people's <laughs> rent in, 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 across the whole country for a month. How, how, uh, how insulting that is. How damn oh, yeah. insulting. Uh, I don't know. People better wake up, folks, and you... Uh, Thank God for uh, Chris and you uh, on the air. Uh, you have more common sense than most people, uh, and I, <laughs> I, for one, appreciate your program. Uh, people have to, have to stand up and start telling it like it is. Throw off mm -hmm. fear. Fear will cripple anybody. Uh, uh, and I guess, like I said before, I can't in the back of my mind help but picture all these evil bastards slapping each other on the back and laughing <laughs> at the people. I, no, really. I, I, I just, I picture that in my mind. I'm having, toasting, raising a glass and laughing at us for acting like such yeah. imbeciles. Yep. And that's all and I got to say. Uh, aside yep. from the fear is the World Economic Forum that has no problem constantly posting dystopia because they're operating in that false pretense that they have your best interest in mind and that they're here to help you, right? It's basically colonialism all over again. It's them wanting to confiscate land and resources, monopolize those things. Remember that article from the years 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. I mean, well, that's the vision of these. Yeah. People better wake up to the fact that nobody has your best interest at heart but yourself. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. And that's all I gotta say. And God bless both you folks and have have a good weekend now. All right. Take care. Hang in there, man. Take care. I appreciate the call, Chance. Um, and I think it's like a fight or flight thing. Like mm -hmm. when you're in fight or flight mode, you know, it's adrenaline. Adrenaline is in your body and it's coursing. Um, and if you're always in like a fight or flight mode, you're never at rest. You know, you're never at ease. You're never in harmony and in balance with yourself and your surroundings. And I think they always want to keep us off guard. 
you know, like that. Does that yeah. Make sense? And also, Chris, like, I want to mention real, real fast, like, I've mentioned things uh, like the Our Interesting Times podcast with Tim Kelly. What I appreciate appreciate about that podcast and a show like ours is they do talk about Israel. They do talk about the the race relations and the political elements that build this entire experience that we're having and you know the various layers of power that are contributing to the kinds of dystopia that we see and Mm -hmm. i like that i like that they don't hold back from talking about that and i like that our show you know we have the freedom to talk about that as well because in order to understand what's going on we need to talk about all the power players and the and the things happening on that grand chess board and what's driving these people and just because you and i talk about what's driving these people doesn't mean we endorse their worldview or their vision mm-hmm. or this group or that group or any supremacy it just means we need to be honest about you know what what is at play here and and how they're trying to control us yeah absolutely and you, you brought up a great great point um, I was going to go there, actually, with Israel. Um, if you look at Israel today and you look at everything that they strive for as a people, as a nation, as a country, um, whatever, um, you know, th- what they do in Israel is 100 percent opposite of what they do in America and what they push for in America. It's the same controlling powers. Um, but you see, they don't want forced immigration in Israel, right? But they want forced immigration in America. Um, they've, they've literally intentionally destroyed, you know, America. It's like a, a proving ground for everything. But then in Israel, they do right. the exact opposite, right? Right. And and clearly we can see that objectively with, um, is it the omnibus bill or the defense bill or whatever the five billion given to Israel? I mean, you know, whoever mm-hmm. is getting the most money has quite a bit of leverage, and there's no real reason to do that if there's a self-sufficient country and people are struggling here. And what's interesting is I just want to lead into um, the news a little bit where there is this apartheid going on, and apparently Palestinians can't get the coronavirus vaccines that are being offered to Israelis. And that I find really interesting because I'm trying to rack my brain here, understanding the dynamics of everything that's going on, because we've got layers of PSYOP on top of PSYOP. <laughs> So, you know, yeah. is it is it that that's almost a benefit? Being, <laughs> right. Are the Israelis <laughs> being offered a different vaccine or, you know, it's it's difficult, right. difficult to always kind of tell what's in play and, you know, what it what it is that they're doing. But obviously, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. But when you don't have running water and electricity, but four to eight hours a day, I think you're, you know, the least of your concerns is the freaking buy in tech. Pfizer vaccine, mm-hmm. but you know, people are brainwashed, yeah. you know, and I'm sure there's Palestinians over there that want the shot too, for all, for all I know. I would think they're right. probably less inclined, but um, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I think and they're people, as brainwashed as Americans. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm, we're not seeing a lot of consistency either. The people that talk about anti-war, talk about how they're anti-ICE or treatment of refugees or whoever, Right, should also be calling out the treatment that Israelis have against Palestinians if it's a human rights violation. Um, just to, like, have that consistency. Yeah. yeah. And if it, you think it's weird that, you know, uh, big Jewish money and Jewish groups fund Black Lives Matter, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look at Israel and you look at the fact that they have one of the 
biggest secretive internment camps right in the heart of the Negev desert um, mm-hmm. where they're interning Africans, okay? All black people. And they, they don't even come out and say what the numbers are in there. They don't come out and say who's in there, why they're in there, how long they're in there for. And they're treated very poorly. And that's going on today, today, very similar to internment camps in Germany during World War II. That they oh, come yeah. out today and say it was a Holocaust. Right? Well, they could be. It could be said the very same things happening right now, this very moment, as we talk in Israel in the Negev Desert for a giant population of Africans. But mm-hmm. no, no mention, no word, no whisper, nothing. Because they can do what they want over in Israel. Yeah, That's pretty much how it goes. Yeah, and also, you know, just to make it clear, like, Zionists and the controls, powers that shouldn't be, have no problem throwing Jews under the bus or throwing any group under the bus that stands in their way. Obviously, not all people living in Israel support Zionism or support this agenda or these rollouts, but, you know, anyone standing in that way is going to get steamrolled or labeled a heretic or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. You see the big protests happening outside of Netanyahu's house, of course, you know, lots of arrests, obviously. Not everybody is going to be for the Zionist state of Israel. Absolutely. Well, we do have a break. Please stay with us. There'll be much more right after the commercial break. Be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Extendivite 7 Herb Formulation is approved to help maintain cardiovascular health and help lower blood lipid levels in adults. Extendivite is made from hawthorn, garlic, valerian, cayenne, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, and milk thistle. The herbs at Extendivite have been chosen for their ability to help with overall health. Many people have reported improved energy and stamina in just a few months. If you think you could feel just a little bit better, then Extendivite may just be for you. Extendivite is an all-natural supplement. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Hey gang, Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and the new app, Koshertified, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food, regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com 
and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the CoCertified app can make a huge difference for your future. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from simplycleanfoods.net, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Right now, Amazon Prime members will receive fast two-day shipping. Go to simplycleanfoods.net. That's simplycleanfoods.net. But do it today. Welcome back. This is your co-host, Chris Switzer, a.k.a. The Freedom Ministry. You can check out my work on BitChute, bitchute.com slash The Freedom Ministry. And you can follow our co-host, Rachel, Rachel Tobias, on Twitter, Rachel D. Tobias on Twitter. And we are back. We were talking about, of course, the COVID nonsense, noncompliance, um, and just society in general, where we're at you know, as, as, as a human population and how we're being led by the controllers and what we can do or what you can do yourself. And really, it, it, it all comes down to a little thing in most of our bathrooms called a mirror. Uh, if you could look at yourself in the mirror and honestly, you know, say to yourself what it is that's going on in your life and where you're at and how you can improve, we can all be the change that we like to see in the world today and it's easier said than done and I, I can say this to you over the broadcast and you can hear me say wow that sounds good you know he's got it all together but I say this as a reminder to myself you know we're all imperfect human beings um, and we're all living in this world together and if we all try to make a conscious change toward um bettering ourselves and those around us, you know, instead of looking at what we can take from the world, you know, what can we give to the world and those that we love around us, more importantly, you know, our local communities, I think we'd be far better off as a people um, instead of just doing the next thing that we believe is right or status quo, um, just to look good. You know, let's stop worrying about what others see of us and worry about what you see when you look at yourself in the mirror. Are you really that person? Is that what you want to see in the morning when you wake up? 
And if it isn't, why don't you make a change? You know, what are you afraid of? It all comes down to fear, you know, fear not being able to provide because that job that you take um, is horrible, but you still go to it, right? Whatever your, your thing is, whatever you're doing against your conscience, look at that because that's what's going on with our world today. And then we have our youth watching us and mimicking us. Monkey see, monkey do. And then the television culture leading us all. So it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but the change starts with you. It starts in the mirror. And if we can all start voting with our wallets, I think we can make a little bit of change here and show the big conglomerates, corporations, um, that people do have a say when we start thinking objectively and start reasoning and using our common sense and the brains that God gave us. Otherwise, we are doomed. And we are going to repeat the same mistakes that people have made in all of history. If you're not going to learn from history, you are doomed to repeat its mistakes. You're doomed to repeat its mistakes. And that's what we see happening right now. They've been gunning for this pandemic for over a decade. Um, You can see evidence actually up to 50 years ago where they were gunning for a a giant pandemic of this nature. Um, It's wild. It's absolutely wild. Um, But we do have ways of fighting back. And I don't mean it in a violent, you know, um, way. But you can fight back with voting with your wallet, like I just mentioned, and doing things that you just maybe otherwise wouldn't do. Like stop shopping at Walmart, right? If everybody did that, there'd be quite the change. (laughs) That's one thing, you know, that I can think I'm off the top of my head. Um, Start supporting local grocers. Start supporting local produce people and stuff like that. Or grow your own if you can. Um, There there are solutions. We don't have to sit here and talk about, you know, woe is the world all all the time. It's just that there's so much that they're throwing at us to not cover that stuff would be almost doing you a disservice. this, this COVID nonsense, guys, we just got to get over it and, and, you know, work on solutions. And if you got something, Rachel, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I do. So here's some good news, which is I think people right now, if they're not receptive to at least coming up with solutions or changes or doing something different outside of waiting for government to tell them what to do, then I don't know what to tell them, right? So the good news is there should be a lot of people who, especially like the MAGA or conservative crowd, who are just, you know, sick of the whole paradigm and are really looking for solutions, right? And this is the first time where both the left and the right are saying like, hey, screw the police. (laughs) It might be for different reasons, Mm. but at least like there is some common ground in that and there is some, you know, that veil has been lifted, right? Uh, because again, the goalposts are just so constantly being moved. The rules are so arbitrary and people have another thing coming if they think that this is going to be over by March. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, no way. So at least people are ripe and they're hungry for, for resolutions. You know, I know libertarians and anarchists who suddenly have this influx of people listening to their podcast because they're, it's just offensive to constantly be lied to by the mainstream. If it's one good thing that Trump did was, you know, really show the media for what they were and what 
you know, just how horrible and obviously terrible yeah. that they can be, right? For the liars that they are and exposing that. Um, so the good news is I think people are more receptive. I think people are longing more for a localized economy and family and all the things that they're trying to take from us. Um, I don't think that globalism is going to end in the sense that the cat's out of the bag. Like, even if you say you want a local economy, I mean, people do use shipping and getting materials from all around the world. So I don't think that ends, but trying to keep the money in the local economy, investing in Bitcoin, because it's not just about the value of Bitcoin in terms of its relationship to fiat, but also the ability to have um, some kind of transaction value between peers, right? That's the idea. Um, mm as like a store of value to be able to send right away without government confiscating it or, or less interference. And I think that the systems are just not sustainable. I think that people are not going to want to be forced into super smart cities and treated, you know, the pods and the bugs. (laughs) Um, So I think people are hungry for answers. I think people are going to be sick of their religious institutions shut down and, I think you're going to have more and more just like with prohibition, you're going to have more speakeasies. And and what's frustrating is the mainstream trying to get ahead of the narrative and talk about this golden era or this renaissance or something that's going to happen. But it's like, don't let them control all the narratives. Right. Um, They're going to want to say, oh, it's a golden era, but only because it it'll follow in vain of the smart cities or the type of dystopian world that the world economic forum wants to plan for us and it's like no people don't want this build back better they don't (laughs) you know um they Mm -hmm. like i say let's just have the greatest hits let's use what works if it's that local economy if it's peer-to-peer or whatever let's just use what works best for us don't let a a small group of people envision how everyone else should just live their lives yeah absolutely um and we uh, we do have another caller. I just want to say something very quickly before we pick up uh, Nancy here. Um, you, you brought up a good point. Trump did actually do a good thing in a sense that um, I think Israel and, uh, you know, the powers behind Israel went way overboard. Um, mm-hmm. And Gideon Levi is a journalist and correspondent with Haaretz, who was recently on Democracy Now! And his whole thing was he said... I think Israel is playing their hand too hard on yeah, calling so any too. criticism to Israel as an anti-Semite. And he's like, I think it's, it's very obvious. Um, and they played their hand too hard. So that, that's mm-hmm. very poignant. Um, and uh, we do have a caller, Nancy, I think in Ohio holding Nancy. Do we have you? Hello to chance. Uh, I love hearing what chance has to say. And uh, I'd like to tell him that my son is exactly where he's at. He cannot stand people. He, I'm kind of homebound, and, uh, and so I don't get out in it. But uh, he, get, he does not wear the mask. He refuses to wear the mask. And uh, he gets all kinds of stares and dirty looks and sometimes comments and uh, but he he's he thinks these 
normal people out there that are wearing the mask are more dangerous than the people that's mm-hmm. causing this to happen. And uh, sometimes I think he's he's almost having a midlife crisis. And uh, I don't know how to help him. And and uh, he hasn't worked in almost a year mm. because of this mask. And he's been living off of his savings. And uh, and he has a job where he has to work with people and help people. And he, and he almost can't stand people anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's hard to blame him, Nancy. You know, I, I appreciate your your sentiment, and I, I can I can understand where he's coming from. Um, you know, at at some point, you have to put your principles um, before the consequences and say, "Well, I'm just going to stand up for my conscience," you know, regardless of the consequences, because it's right. It's what I believe is right. You know, sometimes you got to do that. I wish a lot more people would do that. Um, you, you know, it's going to be laid upon your heart to do that for yourself and your own personal life and, and you know, to what extent, I guess. But I, I understand. I can relate. I, I will be 80 on January 6th. And uh, mm-hmm. I have friends that I went to school with that I can't seem to get through to them. Uh, I'm too old to do anything about this, you know. I'm not going to live much longer. And it's like, what about your kids, your grandkids? You know. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, things are are put to us as this is what's going to be normal. You know, um, the the commercials on television, I hate to watch them. I hate to, we watched a lot of Hallmark movies, and some of those, got to turn it off, don't want to see that, I don't, that's not normal, that's not my normal, and and it's not that I'm against people, but our, our culture, our families are being destroyed. You're right. And and let me ask you this, Nancy. I mean, you said you're going to be 80 years old. God bless you. Um, if you remember 50, 60 years ago, um, how different was America? Very different. Right? Yes. <laughs> you were there. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Nancy, you can tell, by the way, when it comes to the vaccines and it comes to the health procedures, it's not just a matter of the government or these experts telling us, hey, everyone has individual health needs, do what's best for you, and also work out and eat healthy, get some vitamin D. That's not the message being told to us. We're being told to shut up and do what you're told. Look, celebrities and politicians are getting this vaccine. They're they're not appealing to people's rationality or their sense of, you know, what we understand health to be. They're trying to appeal to like a lower level instinct be it fear or be it celebrity or something dumb and their vices yes yeah they're treating people like children and if you treat your absolutely your citizens like children you're, that's what you're going to get like if you want a strong nation you need to have strong individuals that are capable and i understand what you're saying about your son and your son is certainly not alone and there are good some things there are some good things i wanted to bring up on this show of barstool sports Dave Portney brought it upon himself to 
to have a fund specifically for small businesses that are struggling. And one of the conditions is those businesses still have to keep their employees on the payroll and support them. Mm. And the news, I mean, I know Fox News reported on this, but not a lot of channels reported on this happening where people getting together and deciding to help each other outside of government. And I think the best solution is people opening their businesses, not complying. But secondary to that is getting this ground you know, support that was supposed to come from government, but didn't. So I hope people look at this and they look at what's working, what isn't, see that $5 billion go to Israel and say, wait a minute, we're being had here and we can't, we just can't keep doing this. We can't keep complying and moving forward this way. So When already $34 billion go to, go to them every year. Yeah, absolutely. Not only that, but the Federal Reserve is getting that money from just printing it out, which devalues yep. the dollar that's sitting in our bank account. So they're stealing from us again, whether or not we vote for this or not. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So the whole thing is just like a sham held together by duct tape and it's not sustainable. And they're always going to offer us a resolution that reinforces their own power. It's never just to our benefit. So I hope your son hangs in there. He's certainly not alone and he has you and he's lucky to have you as a mom who's understanding and, and open to these Mm. ideas and listens to the show. I mean, you know, my family is very scared. They love Andrew Como. They think he's a great leader and it's difficult to talk to them about this. And it really does go a long way just to have family who, who gets the dynamics of what's going on. Yeah. I, I appreciate the call, Nancy, so much. Um, and I just wanted to say, sometimes people think, you know, we, we get the government we deserve. And I think that's true to a point. But at, at some point, you have to realize how how far back they've planned this and, and, and done all these things to us. Um, but, uh, you know, so be a little patient with people. That's all I'm trying to say. But um, we do have another caller here, Sheldon in Washington on line three, if you're there, Sheldon. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Nancy. Do we have Sheldon Holden still? Okay, we'll try a third time. Hello. Hello. Hey, Sheldon. Oh, there you are. Okay, uh, you know, the woman that just called, uh, she's really lucky to have a son like that. I'm 70, and I see what's going on. Mm. And kids that young usually aren't as illuminated. And it's not that he's not keeping up and not meshing with the, the social fabric. It's the others who are breaking stride. All the, all the mask-wearing zombies out there, the people that literally don't care, you hand them a disc, you hand them some text, not on a piece of plastic, and they just go, uh-huh, and just walk back into the woods. Uh, what she's seeing is what is a natural thing that transpires, and I think back, and I'm wondering, when I was a teenager, and I looked at all these old men, and they just shook their head the skills that they've amassed, I'm wondering if this is the same thing repeating itself through the generations, except we know a lot more now than the previous generation, and this just seems to fold in on itself, because they say with every death comes a library, or goes a library. And I just wanted to call in. Mm -hmm. I know it's late in your show. I just wanted to tell the woman her son is fine. He's better than fine. And uh, you guys, everybody out there, and your listeners, have a happy new year. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks, yeah, Sheldon. You're, you're right, man. I agree. It's the people not asking questions that are nuts. 
in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, normal. Just going along. Yeah. Right. Like, it's normal to be depressed and feel you know, this, this heaviness to it. And I'm not saying to be there forever, but I am saying don't feel bad if that's the norm. That's a normal reaction to have to a crazy situation. Like for me, like I still feel depressed and heavy, even though I have an idea of situationally what's going on, just seeing other people be miserable and other people struggle and all these things. I mean, it does weigh on you. It's the human element of this. It's almost like we have an algorithm running things saying, Hey, if everyone just gave up being human, for a year, this will all go away. And like, that's yeah. nuts. It's what you do with it, though. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, like, um, instead of when you get that headache, taking that Tylenol, maybe thinking, hey, how can I, you know, better myself so I'm not getting headaches? That's the yeah. problem. You know, we're, yes, we're depressed. Why are we depressed? Oh, it's because this is going on. Well, what can I do? You know, instead of taking an antidepressant. And I'm not right. saying that that's not right for some people. But I'm just saying, you know, like, let's be proactive and let's do things to better ourselves. You you can take advantage of a situation and realize, like, there's a reason more people are listening to Alex Jones. It doesn't mean that I like him, but people are so Mm -hmm. thirsty for answers that they're willing to throw money at Nicholas Fuentes or anyone who just tells them that there's a chance to win the election or there's a chance to. And again, Mm. Trump might, but that shouldn't be the overall goal. The overall goal should say, hey, regardless of who sits in the White House, we need to do what's best for us and be actionary, not just reactionary. Sometimes the mainstream can right. tell the truth. Sometimes the government can tell the truth. It's just we can't take everything that they say at face value and not do our own research and use critical thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. Um, I have little faith in anybody on television these days. Um, not to say that a broken clock isn't right twice a day, but it's it's tough. You know, to and, and you're right, you know, so it's like, what are we what are they going to watch? You know, what are they going to listen to? And thank God there's RBN places like this, because, yeah, you know, where, where else are you going to go? Because free speech <laughs> is, you know, being able to share these ideas. And I love when callers, you know, like reach us and tell us what's going on in their lives. And and I think it's mm. great if there's family that can talk to each other. And I think it's important to remember how people are being influenced and manipulated politically and don't just cut your family off. Even if you disagree with them, you know, try to reach them and find some middle ground as best as you can, or put yourself in their shoes, even if they're wrong, you know, like the left needs Mm. to be honest about what its actual goal is, because if it's actual goal is about solving problems and helping people, they'll say, Hey, this is the worst way to go about it. I mean, that's why I like Thomas so well so much because he talks about what we're experiencing now, this, this ruling class, these intellectuals that want to install their own version of reality that just is totally nuts. <laughs> and they don't want to be told yeah. no, and they don't want to be told that it doesn't matter what your degree is, you're wrong. <laughs> you know, Dr. Exactly. Fauci, you're not an economist, you're wrong. <laughs> that we have this, we have such an intricated, complex society, we can't look at it from just an allopathic perspective of, oh, if we just put this economy on hold, everything will be fine. No, it doesn't work that way. The economy is basically just the real-time relationship between people and things and transactions. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's just a reflection of that. So if you talk about the economy, it doesn't mean, oh, you just care about money and that's it. It's like, no, you understand this layer dynamic of how we live and that shutting down that entire structure is going to have all these negative consequences that are even worse Mm -hmm. than COVID itself. And we have to leave it up to the businesses 
to be creative and innovative and figure out how to go about and solve this. So yeah, right. and they have a blank check. They're going to be like, oh no, we have another strain coming out of California. We have this, this is, you know, like there will always be something <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah, right? and, and for those who, who have listened to this show, I guess at, at this point, you still don't understand. You still trust government. Look at who has planned this stuff. Government, people behind government, people that fund your governments are the ones who hosted Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, John Hopkins Center, and all the rest of them for Event 201, where they literally planned out and simulated this exercise, which we see now as coronavirus pandemic. They did this to you. Does it feel good? You know, are you benefiting? And if not, wow, look who did it. Why are you going to listen to them? <laughs> yeah. Do something different. Yeah, exactly. And and I hope people realize, like, like one of my goals this year is to get in better shape, regardless of what happens around me. Right. Me too. Because that's just smart. Regardless of what you think of Corona is or isn't, it's smart to just get in shape and eat healthy. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The wife and I are doing that this year as well. Big time. Big time. Um, It's hard, but try not to eat anything with a wrapper. Try that on for size. Mm. Yeah. Real, (laughs) real actual food. Something that doesn't necessarily have a shelf life unless it's like a seed. (laughs) Exactly. Um, It's tough, but you'll be better for it. Yeah. And having strong boundaries and saying, this is what I'm doing, regardless of what other people decide to do around me, you know, doing what's best for you. Mm -hmm. basically. Exactly. Remember guys, your body is, is the only one you have, you know, it's your temple, treat it well. That's, that's, you know, the best advice I can give. Treat your bodies well. Yeah. Cause a lot of people are coming out of quarantine in this, in the past year, like, not necessarily stronger so yeah right weaker (laughs) exactly but um you know there's so much you can do guys the solution is you you're powerful yep all right guys thanks for another awesome show and uh be safe we'll see you next week all right take care chris bye Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.